Events brought to you by Real Estate IQ. We're number one in deal finding with over 45,000 leads every month. Our guarantee you'll always find a deal with Real Estate IQ. Here's our company leadership team. Uh, Joseph is our guy in Austin, San Antonio, although he's moving more into the tech side of the company. And we've got Rodney in DFW. And there's our co-founders, Steve Liang and Juan Carlos. They are both in DFW area as well. So right now our service is in mostly Texas, but we do have off-market leads in four markets in Florida and in Georgia. And we have a pretty ambitious expansion plan so that within the next year to year and a half, uh, we're going to be nationwide. So that's pretty exciting. So look for that if you're looking to invest in other areas. All right, wanna just play a short video, a testimonial from a couple of our Real Estate IQ clients. Uh, how you doing? My name is Daryl Thomas. And I'm Roshan Bradford. And yeah, we uh, come from uh, Blue Bands LLC. So yeah, we uh, use uh, Real Estate IQ. You know, it helps us get our list. You know, we uh, we make calls from and everything. We find out, you know, the list, it kind of has some good tracks. We find a lot of uh, good data. We're able to uh, get in contact with some homeowners. Some, you know, that may not be ready to sell, but a lot that really are. So we find it's been really beneficial and uh, helping our marketing budget as well to uh, being able to contact uh, homeowners at a more frequent rate, frequent rate as the list comes in, it's updated on the daily thing. So we find something that has really been helping us just uh, even when we want to keep our marketing costs really, really low, just when we were starting out as beginners, it kind of helped us propel ourselves to kind of where we are now. Yeah, pretty much to uh, tag on to what he was saying, it's just helped us learn a lot about the market as far as research and how to be able to close deals uh, for, without using this, the R, the real estate uh, EQ. Uh, we were not successful now that we have it, we've been way more successful and we understand the market as well. All right, so I'm gonna briefly go over what we offer. If you'd like to know more about what Real Estate IQ has to offer and how we can help you build your business, uh, please just say yes to the question that Jeff's gonna put up asking if you'd like a demo. And one of our account managers will call you and do a free 45 minute one-on-one -on -one training on how to use our system to help you grow your business and find deals. All right, but today I'm talking about how you can find deals off market, regardless of where you are. And these don't, you don't have to have our system to do this. These are things that anybody can do when you're just starting out. So first of all, what is an off market deal? An off market deal means it's a deal that's not on the market. On the market would mean it's listed on the MLS with a real estate agent for sale. So these are deals that are not listed for sale on the MLS. So why look for those? They have less competition. You can often get deeper discounts than MLS properties, and you're negotiating directly with the seller, whereas on an on-market on on deal, you're going to have to go through the real estate agent. So there are some pros to finding deals on the MLS, and I will be doing a webinar on that in a couple of weeks, on the 31st, I believe. But so some of the pros, there's lots of deals on the MLS. In the Houston metro area alone, there's 41,000 some properties listed for sale on the MLS. And you do find some of them that have deep discounts. They're ready for the purchase. You know that the seller wants to sell because they listed it for sale. On the off-market deals, sometimes the seller might think that they can't sell their property because of issues it has or their own personal financial issues. Um, but on the MLS, you know that that person wants to sell. Cons to the MLS is there's a lot of competition for those properties, especially the ones that are at the deep discounts. And so you need to be fast to win those deals. I've called on one where I went on the market and I called the next day and it was a really good deal and they already had 20 some offers. So I didn't waste my time with that one. Everybody else, make sure you can see the slides. I think Deborah, it might be your connection, but yeah. Okay, great. All right, so off market, Leads, pros, less competition. You can often get a deeper discount. You're negotiating directly with the seller. Whoops, sorry about that. The cons, they are hard to find. You know, they're not just out on a list somewhere. They may not be ready to sell. And so sometimes it takes some more advanced skills of negotiation. Um, you have to know the different methods and the different contracts that you need and that kind of stuff. Whereas with an MLS deal, the realtor does all that for you. But those are not insurmountable tasks. So there's basically three ways to find off-market deals. 
One is for you to market or motivated sellers to contact you. Step two or reason way number two is to find and contact the motivated sellers or three is to buy from a wholesaler. So we'll talk a little bit more about some of those. So first are ways for motivated sellers to contact you. So the first one is bandit signs. So you see these everywhere. I buy houses, Becky buys houses. They usually say something like that. Um, but the reason you see so many of them is that they work. And for some reason, ones like this that look like they were just hand-drawn do better, give you a better rate of return than ones that are printed out from a printer. So you can, there are printers that will print them so they look like they're handwritten, um, but that does tend to bring in a higher return. Um, be careful of code enforcement. They are technically illegal in a lot of places, um, but how much that's actually enforced depends. So usually uh, they say, and I'm not giving you legal or investment advice, advice here. Usually they say, uh, use a, like a Google number or something for the phone number. Don't use, you know, just write your personal number so it's less traceable if code enforcement does try to get to you and find you for that. Uh, but a lot of people find deals that way. All right, other common strategy to get them to call you is direct mail. Uh, this is a little bit more expensive. It's 50 cents right now for a stamp. So if you're going to do a large quantity of these, obviously you wouldn't want to be writing them out and mailing them yourself. So then it's usually a buck and a half to $2 per. So direct mail requires consistent effort and a long-term approach. Usually six plus touches is the average for any kind of sales and marketing. So the more you see something, the more you trust it. So if you're seeing somebody's logo six different times, you're gonna to start to trust it, whether you're really aware of that or not. But it does require consistent long-term. So you can't just mail out a hundred mailers and expect to really get a deal. You'd have to mail out a thousand mailers um, to get a few calls and hopefully one or two deals. So, and you need to keep doing it. So as I said, the more you see it, mix it up. Don't send the same thing, the same letter six times. Put your logo on it so they recognize that, but you can vary it. Yellow letters are the ones that look handwritten on yellow legal paper. Um, you can make it more professional. You could do greeting cards, postcards. You need to be a little bit creative and try to think what's gonna make yours stand out because you know but if you're mailing to them, probably so is somebody else. So, and the effectiveness of the campaign does depend on the quality of the list. All right, here's an example of a letter designed to capture attention and increase open rates. So what about this is going to get somebody's attention? Well, the pink hand-drawn corners and this, when you get something like this, it kind of looks like you're getting a party invitation, right? So that's going to increase the open rate. So again, just be creative. And if you've got a large marketing budget to start with, you can go for uh, We Buy Houses, the We Buy Ugly Houses. That's a home investor franchise that you can buy into. And then you get phone calls when people call from those billboards, radio ads, TV commercials. Those are things that are going to cost a little bit more. And the average person starting off is probably not going to do those. A more common strategy when you're starting off is simply driving for dollars. So that just means you're driving around, you're looking for houses that usually look vacant or really run down. So tall grass, physical distress, you know, if there's a uh, tarp on the roof or something like that, or, you know, like the front porch is caving in, something like that, then it's likely that the person's not living there anymore. And so why would they want to hang on to it? or perhaps they are still living there, but something's happened and they're not able to take care of it. So they may think that they're, they're stuck because they can't fix it up to make it nice to sell on the MLS. And so you could help them out by helping them into, to move into something more affordable or something that they can take care of. Uh, look up for piled up mail is another thing. Um, I'm not afraid to open a mailbox and peek inside um, some people don't recommend that, uh, but if I see that yellow paper from the post office that says vacant, then I know for sure it's vacant. 
if I, <clears throat> excuse me, if I see a few pieces of mail, then I know somebody's definitely living there. Um, another important thing to do when you're driving for dollars or doing anything else is to talk to the neighbors. Now that's, <laughs> I don't know if that's easier now because they're all home or harder because they may not want to answer the door to you. Um, but talk to neighbors that you see. They're uh, a good source of information. You know, usually if, if you had a house looking like this next door to you, you'd want something done about it, right? So they're happy to talk to people and say, oh, nobody's lived there since whatever, and uh, you know, give you some good information that you can use to help find the seller. We were actually door knocking on pre-foreclosures once and kind of driving for dollars at the same time. And we ran across a house that it actually was boarded up, um, but there, there was actually boards on one of the windows. Um, but there was a few like pizza delivery things hanging from the door. And there was a neighbor across the street was outside. And it turned out that he was actually mowing the lawn of this house. And he gave us the seller's name and contact information. They were in another state. It had been their parents, harder house. And they actually, we couldn't get them to sell, even though we kept following up because there's something in that house that they're going to want. Probably won't be good by that time, but talk to the neighbors. All right, another common strategy for sale by owner. Then you know they want to sell, um, but they haven't put it on the MLS, maybe because they feel like it's not fixed up. And so again, you know, they wonder about their chances of selling it. Sometimes they want too much money, but sometimes they'll be open to other kind of creative financing strategies that you can use with these people too. So you can always also get those at fsbo.com, Zillow, Craigslist, all those kind of places. All right, there's some people that can help you find off-market deals. And we call them bird dogs in the business. So that's somebody who gives you the lead. You work the lead, get the deal, and then you usually give them a fee, often around $500, could be more, could be less. Um, so basically they would go spot the property and they'll say, hey, I was driving around and I noticed this property. And then you do all the work and when you get the deal, you pay them. So that's called a bird dog. So who can be your bird dog or just give you information? A mailman, they're in the same neighborhood every day. So they'll know if something happens at a certain house and they stop getting mail or stop picking up their mail or they're out of town, whatever, the mailmen usually know that. Delivery drivers, UPS, FedEx, uh, lawn care people, you know, they might be mowing the lawn for somebody who's not, who's got a vacant house, but they're keeping it up to keep code enforcement or the HOA off their back. Uh, trash pickup people, they'll know if no trash is being picked up or set out at a spot at a house. Divorce attorneys, bankruptcy attorneys, probate attorneys, if you've got any good connections with those people, that's a, a bunch of motivated sellers right there for those different reasons. CPAs, title companies. Sometimes we'll get properties that another investor couldn't close and they know they want to sell it so um, they can refer them to you. Bail bondsmen, because how are you gonna take care of your house if you're in jail for a long time? You never know. Real estate agents. They can give you what's called a pocket listing which means a property where somebody contacted them, um, but it's not a good fit to sell on the MLS. So uh, the agent can just say, hey, I've got an investor that will give you, you know, a certain amount of money for your property. Roofers, foundation professionals. So anybody who's doing work on, any contractor who works on houses, really. And also wholesalers, I would just say, and no offense to any wholesalers on the call, um, I never trust a wholesaler. I always do the numbers myself. Um, but some, there are some wholesalers that are genuinely trying to give you, the investor, a good deal so that it's a win-win for everybody. So you just have to get to know those people and do your due diligence on the properties that they give you. A garage sales, you know, that could mean they're moving out. Burn houses, if you want to deal with that, make sure you know what you're getting into, though, because if a house has burned down, there are some some cases where you even have to replace the foundation. So you need to make sure you know the ordinances in your local area so you know what to watch out for there. Estate sales, net, through networking with other investors. Again, which sort of gets back to a wholesaler, um, but somebody finds a property and they let you let them know that you're looking for one, would be a good fit. So hand out business cards, collect business cards, 
when we get to go to real in-person events, that is. Right now, I guess it's virtual business cards. Uh, referrals from others. Because you never know what, who might have a friend who needs to move due to a job change and might have to do it quickly. Or they might need cash to cover their medical bills or be behind on their mortgage payments. So kind of a friend of a friend. So let people know what you're doing so that they can give you those referrals when the opportunity comes up. All right, there are also lists that you can get. And some of these are public information and you can get them directly from the courthouses. So you could, for example, go to your county website and get the pre-foreclosures. Um, I did that for a while. The problem was each filing is a three to four page PDF and you've got to sort through it for the relevant information. So you spend 10 minutes looking through one filing just to find out that it's in a part of town you don't want to go or something like that. So that's why it's common to buy these lists because it's going to save you all of that time. So we've got the pre-foreclosure list, uh, the foreclosure auction. There's a separate a whole bit of information you need to know if you're going to try to buy at an auction. So you'd want to do your due diligence and, and learn a bit more about that. I've got the sheriff's sale for taxes. Um, I noticed that here in Fort Bend County, they post some constable sales that are not tax. There's some kind of a judicial foreclosure. Not very many of them, but they post them on the county website. So anybody can go get those. Divorces. Divorces often, often the house needs to be sold. And my favorite story about the divorce is I know an investor friend who got a house for $10. And the reason was because the, uh, the man was charged with selling the property and he had to give his wife half of it and she wasn't going to get nothing. So he sold the house for 10 bucks just for spite. So you never know what could happen. Eviction filings. There's going to be a lot of those coming up, I think. And uh, especially, you know, they, they said you can't evict... If if your property, if you're the landlord and you, your property is held with an FHA loan, a Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, you could not evict people for a long time. So I think that's coming to an end, although it depends. Some areas have extended it and other areas have not. So I think we could see a large number of eviction filings coming up. Um, but the landlords are good sources. Are, are, they're a good off-market lead because... Um, you know, they might have had a lot of problems with that property, and so they're tired of it and, you know, want to get rid of it. Um, tax or mortgage delinquencies. So they're not going to sale yet, uh, but the people are behind on their taxes or their mortgage, and it, the foreclosure would be coming. So you can help them stop that before it happens. Probate leads. Somebody inherits a house, and it's in a different city or state or it's just something they don't want to deal with. Uh, code violations, we talked, that, that tells us those same things that you'd find driving for dollars, except without driving around. Substandard structures, tall grasses, things like that. Here's another one that's available in some areas, properties with water service recently shut off. So if somebody can't pay to keep their water on, you know there's, there's financial difficulty there and their house could be contributing to that. All right, uh, wearing clothing with marketing messages or putting it on your cars, get one of those magnets on your cars. Again, it's about letting people know what you do so that if they're in that position or they have a friend who's in a position of needing to sell, they know they can go to you. Um, expired listings on the MLS. So these are properties that were on the market and the contract with the listing agent expired. And uh, so they probably still want to sell. And again, it's that creative financing negotiation techniques because I'm sure they were asking too much if it didn't sell. So, but you know, if you try to sell it so long and it doesn't, sometimes then you're willing to settle for a lot less. The question was where to get the pre-foreclosure list. Uh, so it's going to be different. If you try to get it yourself, it's going to be different in every city or county. Um, but I, that, that is something that Real Estate IQ offers. Um, okay, we already talked about landscaping, lawn companies, Facebook ads, and posts. 
Again, it's about just getting your message out there that that's what you do. There's the vehicle signs. You can either be basic like this, that's pretty transparent that you're looking to buy the house, whereas some people try to get sneaky to get them to call and have something that looks like a delivery notice, or um, I've seen people get get the uh, next day delivery envelopes from the post office and put their message in there. Whatever, again, to get their attention, get them to look at it. You can place signs on a truck or fence if you're in the right place. And then you're gonna need to call the owners, especially if it's a vacant house. So there are skip tracing services online that can help you do that. Uh, White Pages and 411 are a couple free ones that you can use to skip trace. Um, th the thing about any skip tracing is the best you can usually get is 70 to 80% accuracy. Uh, no skip tracing service is actually going to test all the numbers and make sure they work, but they're numbers that have been associated with that owner or that address uh, in recent history. And so you just kind of try a lot. Real Estate IQ has an on-demand skip tracing service as well to help you do that. All right, so we talked about going on Craigslist to look for for sale by owners, but you can also post ads on Craigslist. Post an ad that says I'm looking for, you know, I'll, I'll buy your house. Mm -hmm. The bandit sign sort of, but in a Craigslist ad. Um, you can search the properties that are for sale and contact the sellers. You can go to a website or have a website, drive traffic to it using various offline or online marketing methods like pay-per-click, uh, Google ads, things like that, social media. You can post, put your links on all kinds of social media. You can put your links in printed marketing media that you, you know, a flyer you'd leave on the door or something like that. Uh, there are also online auction sites where you can get properties. So two of the big ones are Hubzoo and auction.com. So I know auction.com is, I think, pretty nationwide and as is Hubzoo. And so there's off-market properties on there. Just always do your due diligence and get your mind set on your bottom line price before the bidding starts, your maximum offer. You don't want to get caught up in the competition of it all. So the online, the basic deal is to be creative. Try to think outside the box. Think of people that might need to sell their house that maybe other people aren't thinking of, or think of a creative way to try to reach the people that might be getting a lot of attention from investors like yourself. All right, so um, if you have a question, go ahead and put it in the chat. I don't see any at this point. So we'll come back, give you a minute to think about it. So if you found a deal, what's next? Well, the next thing you need to do is run comps. So you need to know what is that house going to be worth? What can you sell it for? That's going to be your whole frame of reference for how much you can buy it for to make sure you're still going to make money on that. So you need to do your due diligence on the property. Talk to the owner and, uh, you know, ask them, ask them what's what needs broken through the house. If they're talking to you like uh, you get in the door, they're willing to make a deal. They're going to show you the house. They're going to let you look at it so you can get an idea of what kind of repairs are going to be needed. You don't have to worry about liens. I would probably ask them when you're negotiating, but you don't need to uh, really worry about that because if there is a lien on the property, the title company will find it when you go to closing. Um, and then make an offer. And there's all kinds of, I would suggest the book, um, Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss, for example, is a good one on negotiating. And there's some other... Um, real estate people that have some good information about how to negotiate with your offer. But find out, figure out what you can pay for the property. Usually the rule is 70% of the ARV. ARV stands for after repair value. So 70% of that minus repairs is kind of the uh, average offer that you want to make, especially as a new investor. And that gives you extra room in there to make sure that you're going to get a profit and not lose money. If you, if you narrow that margin, then you're up in your risk. All right, so here's how Real Estate IQ can help you with these things um, when we're into your area. Um, and again, I, as I said, if we're not in your area yet, we're getting there. So uh, we have the list of motivated sellers and I'll show you which list we have in a minute. Our county data finder gives you access to the county records. 
So you can pull lists of absentee owners, out of state owners, vacant lots, whatever you're looking for, whatever kind of motivated seller you might find in the tax records, you can find uh, small apartments that way as well. Uh, we have the on-demand skip tracing for property owners. So when you're driving for dollars or you're picking something off the list, can help you contact them. Uh, we give you access to the data from the MLS so you can run your comps yourself quickly, easily, same information that a real estate agent would get, but actually easier to use. Our system was originally designed for real estate agents to make it faster and easier to run comps. So now everybody gets that information. A skip tracing means finding the contact information for the owners. So skip tracing is going to give you phone numbers, email addresses, the real estate IQ skip tracing. We also give you a relative, a close relative and their contact information as well. So that's how, whoops, once you find them, that's how you can, how you can contact them. Um, and then find deals on our community. Our community is still pretty new, um, but we're really trying to build it up and we want it to be a place where you can, you can find deals and post deals. So here's back to your, your um, question. This answers the question about skip tracing. It's finding the owners. So we give you mobile landlines, email addresses, verify that they live or still own that address, and sometimes some family and vehicle data is on there as well. Kind of weird stuff pops up sometimes. But Skip Tracy is just getting that information for the owner of the property. These are the off-market leads that Real Estate IQ currently offers. And uh, these ones with the stars by them, you can get as part of our premium package. And then when you get the list, the skip tracing is already done. So these come to you updated every day, Monday through Friday. We mine the data ourselves direct from the city or county. So it's always fresh, accurate data. So we have the code violations list for a lot of cities, tax sales list, evictions, probate, pre-foreclosures, liens, delinquent taxes, appointment of substitute trustee. This is kind of a pre-pre-foreclosure so that when um, a bank is, when somebody's late on their mortgage, and they're out, they're out of state to the homeowner, which most of the big banks are, they have to appoint a substitute trustee. And that's the attorney that can do all the paperwork and sell the property at auction if it comes to that. So that's a great pre-pre-foreclosure list. So, and that comes out often four to six weeks before the pre-foreclosures. And that can help you because this is all about relationships. You're not going to go up to any homeowner and just say, hey, can I buy your house? Most of them will not uh, be very open to that. You want to build a relationship with them first. Talk to them, listen to their story, find out why they're in the position they're in. Um, and that's what's going to, that relationship is what's going to help you get the deal over somebody else that they might talk to. Loan modifications. There's going to be a lot of these. Um, after Hurricane Harvey in the Houston area, a lot of banks said, okay, we're, you know, there was a moratorium. We're not going to foreclose on your house for six months. You don't have to make payments. But then they came back in month seven and said, okay, you own us seven months worth of payments. And of course, a lot of people didn't have that. FHA came out and said, well, you can't do that this time with COVID. They said, you can't demand all of the payments at once. And so, um, I think there's going to be a lot of loan modifications, which is the bank trying to work out another payment arrangement with the homeowner. And the problem with loan modifications and the reason we include it on the list is that usually it involves raising the monthly payment. So it'll take the amount that they didn't pay before and roll it into the loan and it'll increase the monthly payments. Most, a lot of those fail. In fact, it's over 80% of loan modifications end up failing and they're back on the pre-foreclosure list. So again, it's that relationship. So you build that relationship while they're in the loan modification stage. And then if it comes back to the pre-foreclosure or something and they realize, hey, they're just really not gonna be able to make these payments and keep the house, you're the one that they'll go to first. And divorces. Of course. All right. We have some freebies just for coming here today. So if, just say yes if you'd like to receive any of these by email. If you have our system, they are available 
online on the system, but we have some heat maps that show you where the deals are. And we have our real estate deal of the day. And the deal of the day is the live deal on the MLS. And we analyze it with our system and blast it out. So it's a live deal that you could make an offer on, but it's also a really good educational tool, especially if you're just starting out to help you see what's available on the market and also you know, what kind of things do you need to consider when you're looking at these deals. All right, I wanna quickly show you our Real Estate IQ community. And usually I have this up, but my computer is not being nice to me today. I don't know why I thought that would work because that's what's in my, <laughs> that's what's in my bookmark. Realestateiq.co is our public website. Jeff, did you get that poll or Kyle? Um, here's our public website. So tools are the things that um, I kind of talked about to help you find your deals. Um, got solutions, events. So go here, check out our other upcoming webinars and events. Marketplace is where you can find other services that you need, or if you're looking for a mentor, you're looking for funding, this would be like a title company, insurance, or if you want to do passive investing in notes. And then here, community, I'm going to go to groups. So our community is a social media site just for investors. So like Facebook, but all focused on real estate investing. So we have these different groups. I have this women in real estate group. So all you lovely women on the call, please join that. You'll go to the community. You will sign up. It's really quick. Only need your name and email address. And then you can join our group. So you can join my women in real estate. Um, we've got a book club. Different um, other people have certain, like here's, here's a lender who's got a group. I've got a Houston Deal Finders Lounge group. There's groups for a lot of other areas as well. And we've got a Geeks and Nerds in Real Estate if you're interested in um, how technology is, in, is affecting this business and what's new that's a, a cool event to go to coming up as well. So go here, check out our events, check out our groups. All right, also a great place to network right now. Okay, if you were not on at the beginning and you missed the uh, chance to ask for a demo, just put demo please in the webinar chat and Jeff will get your name and somebody will contact you for that. All right. Not sure why this says just don't leave just yet. Any other questions? I think I saw something um, in the list. Okay, from the pre-foreclosure list, is a property listed after a few missed payments or listed once they miss once? The pre-foreclosure list means that the notice of sale and default has been filed. So in Texas, it's kind of different in different states. So in Texas, it it usually means they're four to six months behind on their mortgage. And the mortgage company has filed the document that says, if you don't pay in the next, um, it can be as little as 20 days, then uh, we're gonna sell your house at the auction. So it's a minimum of 21 days before the auction. Sometimes they hit that list several months in advance. It just kind of depends on the bank and how they work things. Um, but it's definitely several missed payments. And the thing about missing payments is if you miss a mortgage payment, so say your payment's $1,000 a month and you can't pay it this month, and next month you're a little better off and you want to pay like $1,500 to kind of start getting caught back up, the bank is going to send that money back. So that's if you don't have that full $2,000 plus plus the fees that they're gonna tack on, they're gonna send that money back to you. So that's how people can really get in trouble quickly when they might not otherwise. Um, does Real Estate IQ have flood records? We do not, um, but I can, I can hook you up with that information. There are a couple different websites you can go to and you can type in the address and it will tell you if it's in a flood zone and if it is, which which one, if it's in the 100-year, the 500-year floodplain, or if it's completely out. So you can reach out to me through either of my community groups if you have a question and if you think of a question later, or you can email me, text me, call me, whatever mode of conversation you like. A minute, if anybody else has any questions or has a good, short, a good story to share, 
about getting an off-market deal. Let's see. Yes, we are in all the surrounding cities to Houston. So it's Harris County and all the surrounding counties that touch it. All right, if you'd like to see what the real estate IQ off-market leads list looks like, I can show you that real quick if you like. If you want to hang around for that, if you've got uh, something else to do, please go. Um, time frame in Memphis. I'm going to have to look that up, Terry. Um, it's, it would probably be sometime next year in 2021, I'm guessing. So our plan is right now we're going to finish Florida and Atlanta. As I said, we've got the off-market leads there. Um, and then go to Chicago next. Um, and then we've got, we've got a whole... A whole list. So, all right, here's what the email looks like for the off-market leads. And yes, we have them for, in Texas, we have these for Austin, San Antonio, DFW, Metro, and Houston areas. So here's the, here's the probate. So these are all the filings during the month of July. Pre-foreclosures, we usually get rid of them after the auction because these are by the auction date. Um, but because of COVID and the auction's really not happening, we just left them on here because there's you know, either they've taken care of it or they're still going to have to. But you can see they're as far out as October. Appointment of substitute trustee, eviction notices, liens. So here's all the lists that I showed you before. And I'll go ahead and open up the August pre-foreclosures for you. So we give it to you in a spreadsheet. So it's easy to filter it, sort it. You could do a mail merge directly from here or send out mass emails. And do a, a mail merge for that too. So this is Austin right here. Um, so you can see we get it added on the spreadsheet usually within one to two days of the filing being recorded at the courthouse. So these are all scheduled for auction August 4th. Whether or not that happens I think is still a little bit uh, to be determined. But here's the property address, all the property information, bed baths, square footage, garages, pools, you're built, Etc. Here's the trustee. That's that attorney who would be auctioning it off if it actually went to the auction. Mortgage company. And here we give you an estimate of the equity. And this is based on the assessed and appraised. Actually, it's based on the appraised value. Sometimes the assessed value is less due to exemptions or something. And often they're the same. So this one, for example, $408,000 house. They only owe about 123000 so that's a lot of equity. I would say it's not likely that that one's going to foreclosure, but you never know. For this one, for $225,000, they have got a, about halfway paid off. So as a new investor, I would go in and I would look at this first one that's negative or a really small one. Um, I would probably throw away anything less than $20,000. Everybody has different... Uh, different requirements, different investors. Um, some people can, you can sort this by equity percentage. So some people might look at this 11% equity and say that's not enough of a profit mar margin and not waste their time on it. Um, so yes, you would still be, while this is in pre-foreclosure, you are still dealing with the owner up until the day of, the, until the time of the auction, you're, you can still deal with the owner here. What percent typically goes to foreclosure? So I said this one likely would not because they have so much. It means they have more options as far as a refi or an equity loan. And when they have that much in it, they'd be smart to get an equity loan to get their mortgage current, for example. As far as which ones go to auction, that one's hard to say because really only 20% of these will actually go to auction. And the reason is that some of them will, will find a way to get it current they might do a loan modification. Some of them will file for bankruptcy. Some of them might get bailed out by a family member or something like that. And others will get bought up by investors like yourselves. So only about 20% of them go to auction. So it's kind of hard. The equity, I think, is, is, ends up still being all over the place. Um, one like this one that's negative 4% equity, you could still try to do a short sale on it. If you know about short sales, you know, I do a little bit more due diligence about what the house is worth. This is the assessed value. So it's likely that the actual value is 
is higher than the assessed value. Who knows what's going to happen with values in this time. Um, so the negative equity just means that they owe more than what their house is worth. And so that can happen due to refinances and changes in the market and things like that. And it's li like I said, it's likely that this one, the value of the house is probably closer to this 560. So they may not actually be negative, but there's still not a whole lot is what it means. And time frame to expand in Oregon, I'm not sure about that either. If you send me an email, I can look that up for you. Okay, if you'd like to hang around, I'll go ahead and show you what our comps interface looks like. Um, and the, the prices vary depending on the metro area. And you can get a single county, you can get a metro area, you can get a whole state. So the prices really vary. They start at $59 and go up from there. Actually, we might have a couple small counties that are only like $39. So, so the price varies quite a bit. So if you, you know, uh, want to call me or have a conversation later with me or get a demo, talk to one of our account managers, they can work that out. We don't a la carte our lists. We just have it all as part of uh, one package. Um, let's see, I was going to realestateiq.co. And from here, I'm going to go to realestateiq.me, which is our user platform. Um, our off-market deals are all from official public sources. They are all public information that you could get yourself if you knew how. Um, some of, in some cases, the cities and counties charge for the information. In other cases, they don't. Um, but it's just say, the time that it takes to get that information. All right, so I'm gonna log in here. Yeah, so all of our off-market leads are direct, they are public records and come from the filings at the courthouse. Here, here is our user interface. So here's, you can get those heat map reports I told you about before. Um, I can go to MLS Deal Finder, search for properties that are listed on the market that are below market value, for example. Um, so I can go to new search and set my own criteria as far as price range, list type, how much of a discount I wanna see. Rental index is the percent of the purchase price that you can cut, recover in your monthly rent. Um, a lot of people say the minimum is usually 1%. Some investors will buy for less if they know there's going to be a lot of appreciation. Uh, but if you want cash flow, you're going to have to get up to a rental index of 1.5 or 1.6, for example. So I'm just going to go here. I'm just going to go to Harris County. Last updated, that's the last time it had a price change or was a new listing. So if I go to last one year, it's going to show me everything currently on the market. And Fast CMA is where you can go and type in an address and get the same information about comps. So I can go here, I can open this map and see where all the on-market properties. <laughs> I picked a, a big one right there. If you're a new investor, you're not going to go after that one. You're going to go after ones that are 200, 250 and below. So if I click here, this red means it's already pending. So it's not a good example. Oh, that one's listed for lease. Occasionally, the real estate agents don't always enter the information correctly, and it comes, this is listed for lease, but it came up as a result of a house for sale. Uh, so let's see, that one's going to be a pretty big house. So you can look that way, you can go down here, and all those search results are in a table. This one, that's a condo. Um, let's see, that one's in the Heights. So you can find one, you can go here and Look at the pictures of it. And this is the same information that you can see. So I'm just going to go ahead and go run CMA on one of these and show you what the comps tool looks like. So we have a couple different algorithms. The ARV distance is going out a half a mile and the ARV subdivision will go out a mile, um, but they're both going to pull up all the sold properties that are within 20% of the square footage. So they're about the same size and within 10 years of the year built. Um, and then beyond that, our algorithm is going to pick properties for this one that are close and have sold more recently, whereas this one might uh, pick ones that sold longer ago or further out if they're in the same subdivision. 
And custom lets you set your own parameters. So if it's a really old house, maybe you up the, the year built range to 15 or 20, for example, or a new house, you reduce it to five. I'm just gonna go run comps. And that was not a good example because there were not any sold properties coming up in that area. This is what it would look like though, if there were, because this is what, these are the other active listings on the market. So I would not waste any more time on this one as an investor. So I'm just gonna go back here to deals and pick a different one. I'm just gonna go with distance again, just to be quick. All right, so this is a condo and you can see these blue ones are the ones that the system picked as the best comps. And so you can compare all the information, the price per square feet, how far away it is, recency. And so if I looked at all those and I said, well, this one was only 65, or sorry, 32 days ago. And so I want to add it in, even though it's, I don't know, there's probably a reason the computer didn't pick it. But if I check that box, it's going to automatically adjust the sold price here. So that once you've gone through these comps and verified that you've got the ones you want, that's going to be a, a good solid ARV. And so here's that rental index. So 1200 a month is 1.1% of the 147000 so that's what the rental index is telling you. Most hard money lenders want at least a 1.25 rental index. So yeah, we can just compare all this information, the list prices, the square footage, bed and bath, take out ones we don't want. If we go here to MLS number, it's going to show us the real estate agent's remarks from that property. I can go here to photos and see all the pictures. So you can either scroll through them quickly like this, or you can click and it's gonna pull it up in big full HD. So this one, you can see that was fixed up pretty nice. It's got updated cabinets down here, although it's weird. It looks like they didn't, like they changed out these and they didn't change out those. So you can tell the, the flooring and the fixtures and things like that, get an idea of the condition. And then you can compare the comps that way too. So since I'm looking for my after repair value, I wanna make sure these properties have been repaired. So if I was, um, I was looking at this one and let's say it had, all these look pretty good. If this one had not been fixed up, you know, like there were, hadn't been updated or whatever, needed a lot of work, I would not wanna use that in the calculation of my ARV, so I would uncheck this box. And you can also go to the map too and do the same thing. Um, so I can click on it, see the information, select it or unselect it from the map as well. Or I can take the little Google guy, drag him up here, and I can check out the neighborhood. I did not land on the house. <laughs> I should have blown it up. It's probably over here, maybe. I'd probably just go back and do it over again. But you can do that. Check out the neighborhood. Check out the comps, too, if you like that one. Well, and then up here is a an investment summary. So let's say I knew that um, this one's listed for 109. Let's say I could get it for 99 and it doesn't need any work or I could add the price in there. If I get it for 99, that would be a 33% discount or a 1.22 rental index. So you can kind of let, let the computer do the math for you that way. You can look at the lease comps, the active listings, and here's those non-active. And you see, you can actually do a search, go here, edit your criteria, max these out a bit so that it picks up more properties. And then this non-active, there's some expired listings that you can market to. Uh, this map is for MLS leads only. So this whole part of our system is MLS data only. Now you can go to Fast CMA and you can run a comp on any property regardless of whether or not it's listed on the MLS. We also have, we do have some statistics that you can look at with the median, ma minimum, maximum, and average prices. And so this is all of the comps that the computer pulled up. And then these are the ones that were checked in blue. Not a lot except the average. The minimum and max are the same, but the average is different. So you can do that there too. You can go here to report and share and you can send you can send a report to a business partner, lender, potential buyer if you want to wholesale it. 
and it'll include just whatever information you want it to include. So I can take this off and whatever I, I take off uh, the active, it'll take off the active listings from the report. So here's the MLS data and information. Here are the comps, just the ones that we left checked are the only ones that, show, that are showing up here and least and then the pictures. So you can also with MLS Deal Finder, you can save your search as an automated search. And then whenever a new property comes on the market that meets your, your criteria, you're going to get an email and it's going to look just like this. It's going to have all this information on it. All right. So, yeah. So from the off market, there's actually two ways you can do it. So we have one really cool feature here called a batch CMA. And so I could take a spreadsheet like one of the off market leads, or I could take one of the off market lead spreadsheets, download it filter it to the ones I wanted. I could upload it to batch CMA and it's going to automatically give you the ARV distance and the ARV subdivision for every property on your list. So that's a really cool feature. But the other thing you can do is just, um, here we go, here's my pre-foreclosure list. Copy and paste, right? So I could go here, oh, I'm in Austin. I better go to Houston since I'm in Houston on my other, on my, uh, EstateIQ.me platform here. Okay, so I just pick a property, like let's go this one, 2311 Kylie Court in Spring. Now you do have to pay attention to the square footage and the year built, because if the property has not been on the MLS, then it won't be in that database. And you'll have to enter that information. But I can just copy that and go here and paste it. And then you always wanna select it. That was in Spring, go look up. Select here. Oh, this one's been on the market. So all the information is going to be in there. It was sold last in November of 2016. So the pictures and the information that we're going to see on here are going to be from 2016, but it will pull up the comps that are recent. So this is single family. You can also comp multifamily, vacant lots, condos. Um, this, yeah, this is not a townhouse. Single family detached and freestanding. Those are the same thing. It just depends on how the agent enters the information when they're listing the house again. And these, these uh, property types vary by region. So the Houston MLS has different property types available compared to DFW or Austin. But I'm just going to go find comparables. Told me I got 24 sold, 7 active, 7 non-active, 21 leased. Run CMA, there it is. So it's really fast and easy. Will it give you the price of property sold? Yes. So this one sold for 225. They listed it for 219. 216 was a hot, uh, hot time for this, but it, this one actually sold for 225. So it sold for more than that, which is interesting after longer days on the market that it sold higher, but must have been a last minute bidding war. So here's days on market. So this one was on market for two days. And that was 54 days ago that this one sold. They are going to be recent. That one's got a nice pool. All right. Well, again, if you want pricing information, you can either uh, contact me, customer service, or if you put in a demo request, someone will contact you. They'll go over everything with you and go over all of your options as well. So thank you all for joining me on this Tuesday afternoon and stay safe and well, and happy deal finding. For webinar schedules, follow us at our official social media accounts or visit us at www.realestateiq.co.